Tony Kemp, who's about to join us. Tony underscore Kempy, if you want to catch up with him. Champion bloke. I love his commentary. And he says this. If this is true, it's another shot across the bow of the New Zealand Rugby League. I've been saying for years that we have become a breeding ground for Australian pathways. Kiwis bleed black, not blue. Hashtag Kiwi for life. Hashtag Kiwi coaches only. Hashtag he's on the line. Hello, Tony Kemp. <laughs> hey, Sugar. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'll tell, I'll tell you what. We might as well get Eddie Jones. The, the NZRL are that much of a basket case at the moment. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they've thrown... Uh, their hat and Eddie Jones's ring, along with Japan and every other every other team around the world that wants uh, wants Eddie Jones on board. But I, it, it did get my blood boiling this morning. And 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 don't get me wrong, this is nothing to do with um, Madge McGuire. Um, for years, I've been an advocate and have seen this um, brewing, this this type of battle brewing, um, this losing battle brewing in and around the Pacific the Pacific players that predominantly come out of New Zealand and filter through to uh, Australian pathways and now that it's happened in our coaching ranks I look I don't know if we if we don't arrest this um, with our next appointment which should be Stacy Jones um, then I think you know if we go for another Australian coach we might as well just become a, another part of the Australian Rugby League so You've got Queensland, New South Wales, and the Australian New Zealand Rugby League. Kempi, we love having you on, and I'm going to challenge you on this because I want to hear your side of the story, but the stats and facts will say, okay, well, Madge Maguire got New Zealand to number one in the world. Your current Warriors coach at the moment, Andrew Webster, got you absolutely flying. So what are your major concerns about having Australians coaching the New Zealand teams? By the way, we'll take Dave Rennie back if he's available. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that... That, look, that's right. Um, but no, don't, no, Madge didn't get us to number one. Stephen Cooney got us to number one. Um, so I'll just correct you on that. Nah, in, fair enough. In 2008, in 2008, Stephen Cooney got us the World Cup. All right. And yes, he had Wayne Bennett as an assist, assistant to that World Cup. Um, but it was surrounded by a head that was a Kiwi at the top. Yep. And right up until um, David Kidwell took over, Stephen Cooney was in charge, and he took us along with a very, very good run organisation to number one in the world. That took a lot of work. So that took um, regaining Kiwi Hearts in Australia, running camps, um, getting the likes of uh, Kieran Four and Kevin Proctor, the Bromwich brothers, to all decide to play for New Zealand along with Jez Smith. Um, and I can and I can continue to go on about those players to finally make the decision that black was the right way to go. Mm. And then all of a sudden, through a Anderson report that was down here and done in um, New Zealand to say that, uh, you know, you guys don't know what you're doing at head office. They've brought um, people over from rugby union. They've brought in an Australian coach. The job was already done. Sean Johnson was in that, in that side in 2010 that took us to, to um, number one. Benji Marshall was in there. Jeremy Smith, Adam Blair, mm. all those players. So you can't give that title to Madge. No, fair right? enough, he, fair enough. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't do that. Yep. But what's happened is that um, we have became we have become a breeding ground for Australian uh, NRL clubs and now what it looks like for the NZRL to promote Australians into jobs within Australian structures. And for me, being an ex-Kiwi, I'm I'm actually I'm actually hurting mm. because the black jersey and I'll tell you why, fellas, because back in 2010 when Jason Tomalola decided to play for the Kiwis, Mel Meninga had signed him for Queensland. 
Yeah. Yep. Um, and I and I flew over and talked to Jason and his family up in North Queensland and got him to decide to play for New Zealand because he was a he was a, a South Auckland kid. Went over there, made it at, at, at Cowboys. We knew we, we could see the writing on the wall, as, as Mal could do. And we got in the fight. And it was the first time that we got in the fight. And we started to fight for players, left and right. That was Mel, Mel Meninga and, and, and the New Zealand Rugby League. Well, guess what? Now there's four other um, Pacific Islanders in the fight. They're winning hands down. Tonga, Samoa, the Cook Islanders, Fiji. They're winning hands down now, taking players back to their jersey. Australia and New Zealand being the two tier one teams, are losing this battle. Mm. And for me, what it looks like when Madge goes back to coach the Blues is it's another win for the Australians. And New Zealand Rugby League, this is why it's a shot across their bow, they need to grow some kahunas here and they need to say, we'll promote our own. And I'll tell you what it could look like. Stacey Jones could coach the Kiwi team and he could surround it with players, such with ex-players and coaches such as Nathan Kalis, uh, Tommy Lulawai, young Slade Griffin. We could start to create a pathway to, to bring our own people through. But the but the the main thing about the sugar is that they know what it takes to be a a, a person inside that black jersey. And when you get someone that goes, well, it was a pathway into New South Wales, that doesn't sit well with me. My best mate is the assistant to Madge. So I know firsthand how much these blokes are putting in, but I don't know firsthand, Kempi, what you're sharing. So I totally take on uh, your your, and I have to because you you live it. You live that Kiwi way. So I have to take that on board. What do you do? Like so so from, of course he's got the reins, and I think they're going to do a good job to the point where I think they're a massive chance of winning these Pacific Championships, both with the coaching and the players they have at their disposal. But what do you think ahead of next year? Uh, do you totally believe that it's untenable that? Maguire could take on the Blues and the Kiwis next year. Campy, I know you've got to lean towards Stacey Jones, but if it, do you believe that Madge can make both happen, or you don't believe that can happen? Well, the, well, you know, this is this is the the conundrum that the international games in. So, I'll ask you the question: mm. When you play for Queensland or New South Wales, who do you have to play for? To, to then go into Australia, is that what you mean? Yeah, well, yeah. you're meant to then go on and play and represent Australia, aren't you? Yes. So, you know, that pathway through origin is to represent Australia. So what you're saying, but but if you're a coach, you can go and coach New Zealand. Well, why don't we open the... So here's the argument. Then why don't we open the door up for Kiwis to play in origin? Well, I, to be honest because with you, that, I'm, I'm not totally opposed to that either, if, if I'm being brutally honest, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah so so... But then you then you look at what... I'm trying to protect, and I'm yeah. trying to protect the legacy that was built. You know, I would like to hear what Mark Graham, um, you know, like the the Proctors, mm. you know, the old boys that that have played and, and represent this jersey where they see players now saying, oh, I'm just going to take a rest, and a coach going, well, actually, New Zealand's a great job, but now I'm going to go and coach New South Wales. Um, I think, you know, for me, we, we actually don't promote our own in this country. Um, and we've always relied on the Australian model. And, and forgive me, fellas, I don't believe in that. I actually mm. think we can stand on our own two feet. And I've always advocated that. I've, I, I was at, a, at a, um, a meeting here in New Zealand when an a, a ex-paramatic coach stood up here when he was working for the Warriors and said, well, I'm sorry, boys, but I'm just telling you now there's no one in New Zealand that can do my job. And I well. looked at him and wanted to throw him off the balcony. You mm. know what I mean? Like, to, to treat us as if we were sitting out there not knowing what we're doing, we, 
you know, I think is why I feel so passionate about this. I actually think we can set up our own structures. We're totally different to the way that you guys run Origin. We're totally different players to how you guys play your game. And, and I think the reason why we compete so well against Australia is because we, we hold our own and do it our way. And it's called the Kiwi way, which we introduced back in 2010. Um, now, if they come out and say, well, he can coach New South Wales, and by the way, you can come back here and coach the Kiwis when you want, it's just taking another position off a, off a, off a, out of a legacy that was being built over a, since 1907. And, and for me, that doesn't sit well. I don't want Madge to coach the Kiwis. I've got nothing against them. Mm. Go well, son, go well and coach New South Wales and hopefully get the Australian job. But that's your pathway. New South Wales, Queensland, coach Aussie. Leave us alone and give, it, give us our Kiwi status and let our Kiwis coach our own team. What do you think the time commitment is for an international coach, Tony? So Joel and I were speaking earlier. We think for someone like Maguire for the New South Wales job, it's probably a five to six month proposition. I mean, Mal Meninga only has the Australian coaching role. He doesn't have any other coaching jobs. Would you want someone standalone head coach uh, for, for New Zealand? So that, that model was actually taken to Brendan Hill, who was the Canterbury CEO when he was working for the Australian Rugby League. Uh, the New South Wales, was it New South, or the NRL, back in 2010. And we, we propositioned to him that we wanted Stephen Cooney to be our full-time coach. Um, and because we had no money, we wanted some help from the NRL to help pay for that and take him out of Parramatta and make him full-time coach here in New Zealand. We actually had a, a plan to build the game here in New Zealand because we need someone on the ground here to coach our coaches because the problem with New Zealand is that our kids, why they're going to Australia is because they're not being coached properly. So we needed someone to bring that, that standard of coaching up. Well, what they did was they took that and they gave Mel Meninga a full-time job. They actually took our model. And if you look at the Australian model, Mel's got all those younger coaches underneath him that are being progressed into further opportunities through either the NRL or, or up there Australian New South Wales Queensland ladder. Um, so I, I'm not really worried about time commitment. I think what they need to do first and foremost is they actually have to own their own people and they have to stop thinking that we need to go to Australia to get the best coaches. Um, and you, and if you're talking time commitment around a Kiwi campaign, you guys tell me pre-COVID um, how many test matches there, there are during COVID, post-COVID, which is next to none. Mm. Yet we've got an Australian coach who's now post-COVID decided to go to New South Wales. Um, we've probably been paying him in a game in New Zealand that gets no money. Less than 6% of the, the, the annual income goes into um, grassroots here in New Zealand. And now we want to say to him, well, you keep that and keep that extra money as well. We'll keep filling your pockets. And our Kiwi coaches over here that want to crack won't get a go except sitting under you until the next time you go. Don't forget... The coach who was assistant coach is now coaching Samoa. Okay, yeah, okay. So, you know, this is this is about. I'm talking purely about the black jersey. That's why I said, you know, Kiwis bleed black. They don't bleed blue, they bleed black. So, you know, my my hope is that we have someone like a Stacey Jones, who's on a on a trajectory as, in the NRL as a coach, who can come in. And mate, we've always had those type of coaches, boys. If you have a look at them, Graham Lowe. You know, coached the Kiwis here from from New Zealand before he went to Origin, before he went to Manly. So did Bluey McLennan before he went on to Leeds, before he went on to the Warriors. 
they don't start in the NRL and then work their way, you know, back into into that position. They actually start because they know the jersey. And that's that's what's missing for me here in New Zealand. Campy, I'm so glad we could get you on because, and this is the reason we wanted to do this, because people come from different lenses, different cultural backgrounds, different beliefs, different uh, values and all those sorts of things. And clearly it means a lot to you and many others, I assume, to have a New Zealand... Um, born coach to, to do that but but for me I sort of think okay well Andy Farrell's coaching Ireland and they may win the World Cup in the rugby Tony Gustafsson we rode on his wave as far as the Matildas were concerned so my kind of side of things is like okay well let's just get the best person for the job if Madge wins the Pacific Championships there's a big case he is the best person for the job but I totally get where you're coming from and it's not an easy one and I just wonder what's being said in the walls of the New Zealand Rugby League boardroom, you know, do they? Um, does it matter to him well, that he's coaching New I, South Wales? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. And you know, tongue in cheek, yep. what we said inside the walls of the New Zealand Rugby League is, well, at least we'll get some some tickets to Origin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it, yeah. it, I, look, this is this is beyond that, sugar. This yeah. is this is about the game in this country, which is dying. You know, I've I've tried to advocate for the NRL to come and take this over because we should be a third state. You know, we should be, when you look at Origin pulling $14, $15 million um, through New South Wales and Queensland, New Zealand Rugby League are getting nothing, and yet we've got um, more than 50% of the stakeholders now playing through the NRL in all grades. Mm. We lose 500 to 1,000 kids every year to Australia um, that fill that competition and, and make it the great competition that it is. And I don't disagree with that, all right? But what I do disagree with is that now we have purely become a, a country that plays tournaments where 16 NRL clubs come in and take all the kids and there is nothing left here on the ground. And if we start to do that with our coaching ranks when, you, when you're wearing the black jersey, well, it, delights, it, it dilutes what they call mana in that jersey, which is the integrity of that jersey. And for me... Um, I think the International Federation is a basket case. When you've got players such as um, uh, Frizzell that can play for Wales, he can then go and represent Australia, and now he can show up for Tonga. Um, you know, you've got coaches that are coaching New Zealand that are now coaching Samoa, going to coach New South Wales. I just think they need to sort themselves out. Um, but it's best to sort your own backyard out first. You know, we actually have people here that can coach our, our team. Now, if we didn't have coaches, I would agree with you. Let's go and look at the best coaches. But I can tell you now, and being in that structure, and we didn't, when, when I've, I never had an NRL coach coach me in the Kiwi team, but I had fantastic coaches that got us up when we could beat Australia. Tell you and, what, Kempi. I think, I think what you're doing is you're taking a NRL view of this. You can't take that NRL view when it comes to the black jersey. Kempi, my, my best guess will be that whether Madge coaches... New Zealand next year or not, the pressures of this job for New South Wales, I think it's going to wholly and solely come down to the results of this Pacific Championships. If he yeah. wins the Pacific Championships, he six to go play on. And mm, and if he goes out and wins the origin, I think most people will be wrapped. But if he loses it, I think there's a great excuse to go, no, nah, we want to look in a different direction. Do you kind of feel the same thing, Kepi? No, I think, I think well, if I was sitting in the CEO seat at New South Wales, I would have told him, you're leaving New Zealand, you're coming over here and concentrating on this full time because we need to beat Queensland. Yeah. It's, it's worth too much to us. 
um, okay. and 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 so and so right, so that convo convo should have happened. Um, you've got to put us in. You've got to put us in the picture. You know, we're a thorn. We're a thorn in New South Wales' foot. They need to put. They need to pull that out. And the only way they do that is to get Madge to commit full time. And I'm pretty sure that the part of the criteria for him signing was that he has to show up 100% of the time. He can't then just leave it while you're building your pathway through your junior sides and your junior structures and your camps and all that to say, oh, hang on, boys, I'm just going to go on a three-month tour with the Kiwi team to the World Cup. Um, I'll pick this up in February. Mm. Um, I, I just, you know, I for the life of me, from an administration side of things, can't see that happening. But you know, as I said, the game at that level, um, I know in this, in this country it's far from desirable. I think you guys are way smarter than, than we are over here. And that's why I'm saying that we should be um, probably run by the NRL as opposed to just having our own national body just continually make these errors. Interesting. Uh, just onto the Pacific Championships itself. Do you see a halo effect from the Up the Wars movement for this New Zealand side? Well, there's only one player that, that made the New Zealand side, and, and and that's pretty surprising given the fact that they they had that run. You know, the thing with the the, the national side um, since the since the Warriors have come in, when the Warriors have gone well, if you look back mm. on that great Warriors side back through the early 2000s, there was 10 to 12 players that made the Kiwi team when they just went out in that hundredth Test match and destroyed Australia over here in the North Harbour Stadium. Um, I think, you know, for the Warriors to actually get that halo effect, you need a majority of their players um, making the New Zealand team. What that says when they've, sure, when they've only picked one player is that we haven't got enough development yet in New Zealand. Mm. But, you know, given that Cameron George is building those pathways, maybe five years' time when we get them back, we may see a, nu- a bigger number come back into that New Zealand side. So, um you know, it's it's a really for me. We're standing in quicksand at the moment, and we're we're trying to fight our way up through the Pacific um, battle, which they're winning hands down. Tonga's a sea of red in New Zealand. Like if you come and watch a game down here, it's going to be a sea of red, a sea of blue, and you're going to see a sprinkling of black. And for me in New Zealand, um, that's a battle that we lost when we should have been in it back in 2013. So one Warriors player in the squad. Do you? Is there one or more who you felt? From Andrew Webster's side, who were terribly unlucky. Uh, well, you know, I can't. I, I'm not talking. You know, see, my conversation is about how many of those guys in that team could have played for New Zealand. Mm. You know what I mean? So, as opposed to the other in, Pacific nations, you mean? That's right. Yep. So when you get in a see, when you get in a fight, see, the Pacific nations jumped in the fight and we jumped out of it. Mm. So now when you see, you know, the likes of Tuolagi, when, when you've got Tomalolo and, uh, and Adam Fanua Blake choosing Tonga um, over New Zealand, um, you get those boys that, you know, the, 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 the likes that, um, of Benji Marshall that was standing in, a, in an Australian school board jersey looking at the Hucker saying, I'm in the wrong team. That, one, that battle was becoming so hard to, to beat. So... That's what I mean about pathways here in New Zealand. And, and of course, you're on that side of the Tasman. You don't see that. No. Um, so we've got kids now that are more aligned to state of origin than they are to the Kiwi jersey. Now, the way that the Australians rewrite the rules when it suits them around, you know, well, as long as you're here by 13, you can play state of origin, um, throws them straight into Australian jersey. That they're, they're actually in the fight. They're, they're making that origin sustainable. We actually just sit back and say, yeah, come and do it. 
you know, whereas I would say, well, no, just because they're 13, they're still a Kiwi. They mm. should be playing for New Zealand. Um, and But that's where our international game is at the moment. They're so far behind the eight ball. Um, and I, I'm taking nothing away from the Pacific nations. I think, you know, everyone should get an opportunity to play for their homelands. That's why state of origin should be called country of origin. Because now if you look at the state of origin, oh, I said this back in 2002 to um, um, Beto up in Brisbane. I feel sorry for the Brisbane kids that grew up watching Wally Lewis um, now having their jerseys taken off them by guys that have moved there when they were 12. Okay, yeah, that, that's a fair point as well. Very fair point. Just onto the team, I, I've just got a feeling, and I mentioned this earlier in the chat, Nelson Asofa Solomona, Fisher Harris, Leota, um, Tarpany, mm-hmm. you know, you, you got some wonderful players. Jerome Hughes, who I felt prior to the injury, he's probably fully fit again now. He was probably the Melbourne Storm's best player. I, I think they're a red hot chance here, Kempi. What do you think? Oh, of course. Like I think, I think, I think New Zealand. Like I still think Australians are favourites, and I think they'll win quite comfortably on the weekend against Samoa. Um, and I think New Zealand, you know, with the team that we've got, you know, we've got good go forward. We've got Jerome Hughes behind the scrum. I think we're struggling in the nine Jews. I don't know whether Levi can can do the job there in the in the cover. But you've got Joseph Manu and Nicol Clogstead out the back, whoever they choose to go with. I think they strike power across the across the park. Um, but I'll just go back to the 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 Kiwi jersey. Like, it's just not about going out there and playing a game for a guy that pulls on a black jersey these days, Sugar. You know, it's it's about creating an aspiration for a young guy that watches telly and says, that's Joseph Manu wearing a black jersey, and I want to pull that jumper on. Um, and I think what we're missing here is that, yes, we can compete. So, and we have done, because at the moment, with the, with the amount of Kiwi players that we have, We've got players that can can actually compete on the on the on the front foot at the moment in a tier one, and let's not talk about tiers because they're they're Jurassic. They should be gone. <laughs> but if you if you prophesize five years from now and you go through that team, the Leotas, who are they going to play for? That that's the, it. The, the Solomonas, who are they going to play for? Yep. Because they're losing the battle. They're not going to choose the black jersey, and the, and this is the conversation that I'm having at the moment. I'm not worried about the results. I'm worried about the preservation of a of a legacy that was started in 1907, and at the moment, I think if they continue down the same road, um, we're actually going to become a tier two team. Well, Kempi, we've got to run, mate. We've had a, a very very strong, healthy debate, which I absolutely love, and particularly hearing your side of the fence. As I said, I, I very much uh, endear uh, your commentary. Lo- love hearing all of that, and uh, like with my wife, we don't always have to agree. But I love her, and I love you, Kempi. <laughs> mate, great to have you here on the run home with Joel and Fletch. I love you too, mate. We'll talk again soon, anytime.